Chapter Five of the Actress in High Life: An Episode in Winter Quarters by Sue Pettigrew Bowen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Five. I praise God for you, sir. Your reasons at dinner have been sharp and sententious, pleasant without scurrility, witty without affectation, audacious without impudence, learned without opinion, and strange without heresy. From Love's Labor Lost. Lille, meanwhile, after spending an unwanted time at his toilet, drew himself up to the utmost of the five feet ten which nature had allotted to him, to shake off the stoop which he imagined himself to have contracted during his long hours of languor and suffering. He then inspected himself most critically in the glass, to see how far he had recovered his usual good looks. But that truthful counsellor presented to him cheeks still sunken and pallid and sharpened features, the clear grey eye looked out from a cavern and the rich nut-brown hair hung over a brow covered with parchment his lean figure no longer filled the uniform which once fitted it so well he stood before his glass in no peacock mood of self-admiration but was compelled to own that he was not just now at least the man to fascinate a lady's eye so he resolved to take lady mabel by the car which is in fact the surest way to catch a woman lord strathern kept his promise to have no noisy fellows at dinner to-day perhaps an occasional visitor who hovered near the gout made him more readily dispense with his more jovial companions the only guest beside lille was major conway of the light dragoons a party of four is an excellent number for conversation especially if there be no rivalry among them the major had served long in india but had arrived in the peninsula only toward the end of the last campaign he wished to learn all he could of the country the people and the war and nearly five years of close observation industrious inquiry and active service had rendered lille just the man to gratify his wishes lord strathern too in a long and varied military career had seen much and the old soldier had not failed to lay in a stock of shrewd observation and amusing anecdote so that to a young listener like lady mabel eager to learn and quick to appreciate two or three hours glided away in striking and agreeable contrast with the more jovial and somewhat noisy festivities of yesterday and many a previous day lille made no attempt to engross her attention major conway had left a wife in england which shut out any feelings of rivalry with him lille was thus quite at his ease and showed to much advantage for it is surprising how agreeable some people can make themselves when they are bent upon it he combined the qualities of a good talker and a good listener was communicative to the major yet more attentive to his lordship and most careful above all things to turn the conversation to topics interesting to lady mabel who while listening asking questions and offering an occasional remark was fast coming to the conclusion that lil young as he was was by far the best informed and most considerate man in the brigade she more particularly wondered how while tied down to his military duties he had found time to master the languages history topography and even the antiquities of the peninsula he knew personally many a spaniard and portuguese who had made himself conspicuous for good or ill at this fearful crisis of his country's history he thoroughly understood the people with all their virtues and their vices that perhaps outweigh those virtues yet he seemed by no means to despise them amidst the too common baseness and corruption he could paint vividly their nobler traits and illustrate them by many a pointed anecdote and thrilling narrative lady mabel could not help thinking what a delightful companion he would be on a tour through these countries if she found so much pleasure in merely listening to his account of what he had seen and witnessed there 
travelling is my passion said lady mabel from childhood i have longed to see foreign lands and to find myself surrounded by outlandish people i suppose it is owing to my having been kept close at home yet encouraged to follow the footsteps of travellers over page after page of their rambles my journey hither through the wilderness of alemtejo has but whetted my appetite and there is something peculiarly fascinating in the idea of travelling in spain the land of adventure and romance just now is no good time for such a journey said lille there are too many french and other robbers besetting the roads there would be too little of romance and too much of adventure in meeting with them said she it is most provoking to be thus tantalized the cup at my lips and i cannot taste of it spain in sight and i cannot explore it i am eager to visit the alhambra and escurial and other show-places and take a long ramble in the sierra morena i would wish to engage the most skilful arriero in all spain and mounted on his best mule roam all over the country through every mountain pass and across every desolate plain and make a pilgrimage to every spot hallowed by poetic or historic fame i would search out as a shrine of chivalry each field on which the cid displayed the gleaming blade of tizona and on which the hoofs of his babieca trampled on the moor i wonder if my guide would not show me too the foundation stones of the manor-house of the good knight of la mancha the site at least of the bower of dulcinea del toboso and gil blas robber's cave just at this time said lille the cave of captain rolando and his comrades being in the north of leon is particularly inaccessible for there are some ninety thousand similar gentry wintering between us and it those fellows have been very quiet of late and it will probably be some time before they are stirring again said lord strathern we will give them reason to bestir themselves as soon as the corn is grown enough to fodder our horses answered lille meanwhile lady mabel there is much worth seeing in portugal all is not like the wilderness of alemtejo if you will believe the portuguese it was not to the imagination of the poet but to the eye of the traveller in lusitania that we owe the poetic pictures of the elysian fields all the portuguese agree that their country is crowded with the choice beauties and wonders of nature and they certainly should know their own country best i have seen enough of it to satisfy me that though but a little corner of the smallest of the continents it is a lovely and remarkable part of the earth its beautiful mountains not sublime perhaps like the alps and pyrenees but exquisitely rich and wonderful in colouring with a variety of romantic and ever-shifting scenery are perhaps unrivalled in europe its grand rivers often unite on their banks the wildest rocks with the loveliest woodland scenes its balmy climate fosters in many places an ever-green foliage and a perpetual spring from your description of the country said lady mabel one might take you for a portuguese yet they themselves have little perception of the real beauties of nature said lille they will lead you away from the loveliest scene in their land to point out some curiosity more to their taste some miraculous image some saintly relic brought by angels from the holy land or perhaps some local natural phenomenon which had a dash of wonderful about it for instance when at braga three years ago with my hands full of business and anxious at the same time to learn all i could of the country around my portuguese companion compelled me to waste a precious hour in visiting a famous spring in the garden of a convent of st augustine the water you must know is intensely cold and if a bottle of wine be immersed in it it is instantly turned into vinegar did you see that asked lady mabel when i called for a bottle of wine the good fathers told me they had given all they had to a detachment of portuguese troops that marched by the day before 
a charity more wondrous than the virtue of the spring yet it is a pity you could not test the virtues of this wonderful spring said she not more wonderful said lil than the fountain in the village of Frixada. its water too is excessively cold and of so hungry a nature that in less than an hour it consumes a joint of meat leaving the bones quite bare you of course tested that said she unluckily said lil our party had only one leg of mutton in store and were too hungry to risk their dinner in the fountain's maw you are a bad traveller said lady mabel and seem never to have with you the means of testing the truth of what you are told i take with me a good stock of faith said lil and believe or seem to believe all that i am told this pleases these people wonderfully well and keeping them in good humour is the main point just now there is however near estermoz which place you pass through coming hither a curiosity of somewhat a similar kind it is a spring which is dry in winter but pours out a considerable stream in summer its waters are of so petrifying a quality that the wheels of the mills it works are said to be soon turned into stone i trust for your credit as a traveller said lady mabel that you will be able to say that you for once prove the truth or falsehood of what you heard i did and found them encrusted with stone but that is not so curious as the prophetic spring of sido which foretells to the rustics around a fruitful season by pouring forth but little water or a year of scarcity by an abundant flow these are little things but were i to run over each class of objects of curiosity or interest this country affords i would soon convince you that you were already in a land of wonders and rare sights but even here i am trammelled papa did not come out here to examine the curiosities of the country or to hunt out picturesque scenery moorish antiques or roman ruins and i cannot go scampering over the neighbourhood with an escort of volunteers from the brigade or the light dragoons it is true that mrs captain howe who is a great connoisseuse in nature and art has promised to be my guide in exploring the country as soon as she gets rid of her rheumatism but from the number of her flannel wrappers i infer that there is no hope of her soon extending her explorations beyond the walls of her room you must indeed feel the want of a companion to free you from the awkwardness of your situation here with no company but those rude comrades his majesty has sent out hither my want is so urgent that were it not for my loyalty i would now exchange a crack regiment for a companionable woman i am glad then to be able to tell you that a lady has arrived in elvis who may be very useful in filling up this awkward gap in the circle of your acquaintance a lady an english lady who is she an english lady one old enough to be your chaperone and young enough to be your companion she has some other merits too not the least of which in my estimation is that she professes to be a great friend of mine a crowning virtue that said lady mabel it does not blind me however to two or three faults and a misfortune she labours under what then are her faults the first is that she is it must be confessed rather simple simplicity may be a virtue we will overlook that then she sometimes clips the king's english there is no statute against it like clipping his coin she is afflicted moreover with an inveterate love of sight-seeing that is a positive virtue i have fellow-feeling with her she would be no true woman if she ever lost her chance at a spectacle but what is her misfortune she is the wife of a commissary said lil with a very grave face why lil said lord strathern has shortridge brought his wife to elvis yes my lord they came last night yes lady mabel 
the woman who marries a commissary can hardly escape being the wife of a knave but i really believe said his lordship that our rascal is the most honest fellow in the commissariat department that is not saying much for his honesty i hope for the honour of human nature interposed major conway that there are honest men among commissaries it is no imputation on human nature to think otherwise said lil you might as soon hope there are honest men among pickpockets for some good reason or other honest men cannot follow either trade that is one of your prejudices lil said lord strathern and in them you are a true bigot you are too hard upon poor shortridge and his brethren shortridge is a very good fellow though a little vulgar it is true and he always cheats with a conscience and so do many of his brethren i shall have no scruples of conscience in making use of mrs commissary if i can said lady mabel i hope she is of a sociable temper quite so and moreover i forgot one trait that will make her particularly accessible to you she is very fond of people of fashion and a title secures her esteem then she belongs to me for i shall not be wanting an attention to your newly arrived friend how comes she to be your friend lil told mrs shortridge's adventure in the patriarchal church mentioned the straits she was now in for lodgings and his intention to yield his present quarters to her why colonel lil exclaimed lady mabel you must be the very pink of chivalry i do not know which most to admire your gallant rescue of the dame or your self-sacrificing spirit in finding her a home you will make shortridge jealous lil by taking such good care of his wife said lord strathern our sharp friend has too much sense answered lil to be guilty of such folly as that major conway setting the example lil now thought it time to take his leave and he returned to his quarters with the air of a man who thought he had done a good day's work i think said lord strathern to his daughter that lil is improving in manners his manners are good papa were they ever otherwise i mean that he is becoming more conciliatory and more considerate of other people he has scarcely differed from me to-day and certainly did not undertake to set me right or contradict me even once a habit he is much addicted to and very unbecoming in so young a man it is certainly too very kind of him to give up his comfortable quarters to the short ridges in their distress particularly as i know he despises the man now do not blunder on to the hasty conclusion good reader that lil having at first sight plunged over head and ears in love with lady mabel had resolved to win and wear her with the least possible loss of time that he was now investing the fortress about to besiege it in form and would hold himself in readiness to carry it by storm on the first opportunity he acknowledged to himself no such intention and he doubtless knew his own mind best without exactly holding the opinion of sir john as set forth by his follower bardolph that a soldier is better accommodated than with a wife he had often strenuously maintained in opposition to some love-stricken comrade that in the midst of a bloody war a soldier can give no worse proof of devotion to the lady of his choice than urging her to become a promising candidate for early widowhood he preached exceedingly well on this text and it is but fair to believe that he would practise what he preached no in the interest he took in lady mabel's situation he was actuated by no selfish or personal motives he acquitted himself of that had he come across lady mabel's old lisbon coach beset by robbers in her journey through the alemtejo he would have dashed in among them sword in hand like a true gentleman and a good knight 
now when he saw her surrounded by evils and embarrassments of a less tangible kind the same spirit of chivalry brought him promptly to her aid lady mabel lost no time in adding mrs shortridge to the list of her female acquaintances in elvis which unlike that of her male friends was so short that this newcomer was the only one available as a companion this jewel of a companion which elsewhere might have escaped her notice was now seized upon as a diamond of the first water and mrs shortridge was happy and flattered to find herself the associate of a lady of rank not to speak of her other merits it is not always similarity of character that makes people friends it quite as often makes them rivals to have what your companion wants and to need what he can afford you is a better foundation for those social partnerships often dignified with the name of friendship the great talker wants a good listener the sluggish or melancholic are glad of a companion who will undertake the active duty of providing conversation and amusement he whose nature it is to lead wants someone who will follow and the doubting man welcomes as a strong ally him who will decide for him as dogberry says when two men ride on a horse one must ride behind and the social compliant and admiring temper of mrs shortridge fitted in so well with the animated impulsive and vigorous spirit of lady mabel that something very like friendship grew up between them lady mabel's habits now underwent a change which proved that her late mode of life and her morning and evening levees of epaulettes had been quite as much the result of necessity as of choice her father's house was still much frequented by her gay and dashing comrades but whenever there was a large company to dinner or any other cause brought many of the gentlemen to headquarters she made a point of having mrs shortbridge at hand to countenance and sustain her and in return she would often mount her horse early and canter into elvis followed only by a groom to shut herself up with mrs shortridge for a whole morning doubtless in the enjoyment of those confidential feminine chats for which she had longed so much on these occasions the representatives of the ruder sex seldom gained admittance except that lille would now and then drop in for an hour he being too great a favorite with mrs shortridge to be excluded and for a time he showed no disposition to abuse his special privilege it was on one of these occasions that lille discovered that with all his assiduity in acquiring a thorough knowledge of the peculiar and interesting land in which he had now spent more than four years an assiduity on the result of which he had much prided himself and which had done him good service in his profession there was still one important point that he had quite overlooked he knew absolutely nothing of the botany of this region nor indeed of any other he made this discovery suddenly on hearing lady mabel express the interest she felt in this science and her hope of finding many opportunities of pursuing it in a country whose flora was so new to her he at once began to supply this omission by borrowing from her half a dozen books on the subject in two or three days he reappeared armed with a huge bunch of wild flowers and plants and professed to have mastered the technicalities sufficiently to enter at once on the practical study of the science in the field unless he deceived himself he was an astonishing fast learner lady mabel told him that she had heard that poeta nascitur and now she believed it from analogy for he was certainly born a botanist he rebutted the sarcasm by showing that he had the terms stamen pistil calyx corolla capsule and a host of others at the tip of his tongue though possibly had he been called upon to apply each in its proper place he would have been like a certain student of geometry we once knew who by the aid of a good memory alone could demonstrate all euclid's theorems without understanding one of them 
provided the diagrams were small enough to be hidden by his hand so you could not detect him in pointing to the wrong angle and line january was gone and the earlier of the two springs that marked this climate was opening beautifully lille displayed temptingly before lady mabel's eyes the wild flowers he had collected during a laborious morning spent on hill and plain in wood and field and urged her to lose no time in taking the field too and making collections for the hortus siccus of which she talked so much but toward which she had yet done nothing while at the same time she might without trouble indoctrinate him in the mysteries of this beautiful branch of natural history most of these flowers were new to her as living specimens her botanical enthusiasm was roused at the sight of them and the offer of a pupil added to her zeal when we know a little of anything it is very pleasant to be applied to for instruction by the ignorant as it enables us to flatter ourselves that we know a great deal and it is only the more gratifying when our voluntary pupil is otherwise well informed it was at once arranged that the party should take the field to-morrow mrs shortridge it is true had no particular taste for botany if the flowers in her bouquet were beautiful or fragrant or both she did not trouble herself about their history names class order or alliances but pleasant company fresh air exercise and new scenes were inducements enough for her End of chapter 5